Let's dig into Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to begin with verse 14. And it tells us this, uh, this in this passage. When I think of all of this, Paul writing, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Together through song, we just declared that same statement that this passage ends. And so today what I want us to do is I want us to have some understandings. I want us to to try to glean from God's Word, like what we can count on God to do, what we can trust in God that He will do, but also what we must do in response to that. Because again, if we have not prepared our hearts in the right way, if we are not where we need to be in our walk with God, then we cannot expect God to do so much more in and through us. Now, when I talk about God doing so much more in our church... I want to make sure you don't confuse or misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not asking God to do so much more through Thomas Road Baptist Church as an organization. I'm not asking God to do so much more through what happens in this building, what happens on, in the lobbies and, and in the nursery and the, the middle school and, and the high school areas. I'm not asking God to do so much more there. Here's what I'm asking God to do. I'm asking God to do so much more in the church, which by the way, I hope you know this, is not a building, it's us. It's you and me. I'm asking God to do so much more in us, the people, the family, the body of Christ that gathers together here in this place every day. We could meet in a tent and it'd be the same thing. We can meet out under a tree, as some churches do. We can meet over at River Ridge Mall. We can meet down at McDonald's. Well, I'm not going to get into that. We, we can meet anywhere. And it would still be the church of Jesus Christ because it is not a building, it's the people. It's the body of Christ. And so that's what we're asking God to do, so much more in us. And so we have to have some understandings. We kind of just have to have a baseline of, of who God is and what God is capable of doing, what God expects us to be doing as we walk into this brand new year, 2020, with our 2020 vision of seeing God do what only God can do. Now, the first understanding that we need to have is this, is that there is no limit to God's greatness or God's goodness. Now, I want you to write that down if you don't have the app and following along. I want you to write these four things down that I'm going to give you today, because these are things we need to remember. These are things that we need to be grabbing hold of, and leave that up on the screen if you would for a few moments. There is no limit to God's greatness or God's goodness. Man, what an encouraging statement. Look what it says in God's Word in verse 15 and 16 of the passage we just read, talking about Paul saying, praying to God the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. Now, I just want to stop right there because oftentimes we say that. I say it often, that God created everything that there is, that He hung the sun, the moon, the stars into space. I say that so often that I think at times 
It becomes kind of commonplace. It's just kind of something that we just kind of hear and we believe, but we lose sight of what it really means. God created everything with a word. This earth did not come into existence over millions of years by some cataclysmic collision of of stars and and gases that happened out in the outer spheres of the universe and and all of a sudden in some big bang theory or some evolutionary uh, idea that came up that some guy came up with. This earth did not start just by happenstance. It happened by an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-loving God speaking the word and it exists. And that God who created everything that there is, that God who created every animal, that God who created the dogs and the cats, who created the cows, who created the birds in the air, the fish in the sea, that God who created snakes, I still don't understand that one. That God that created everything, who spoke the word and man and woman became. That God is the God who can do anything and everything in your life. Now think about that for a moment. Think about that the next time you're going through a moment where you feel like, man, there is no way I'm getting out of this one. The next time you're thinking, man, I have no hope. That next time you think, man, I've got no prayer. This situation is so bad. It's so challenging. I don't know how I'm going to pay that bill. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, this challenge, this crisis in my relationship. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of this class. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that boss. I don't know how I'm going to pay that mortgage. The next time that you're sitting there thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do, remember that there is a God in heaven who is not limited in His greatness and His goodness. God can do anything. Man, what an important thing for us to understand. What an important thing for us to grab a hold of. The creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And Paul goes on to write in verse 16, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Now, if you've got your Bible open or if you've got your phone open or iPad or whatever it is, either underline or highlight or do something, that statement, his glorious unlimited resources. Now, that's important. I saw an uh, article in the news yesterday. It talked about how that 2019 was a pretty good year for the, billion, the billionaires in our world. It went through a list of people like Jeff Bezos and, and, and people like uh, Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and all these other guys, and it talked about how much money they made this year. And that uh, the Jeff Bezos, Bezos is like worth $117 billion. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Uh, people like Bill Gates worth $113 billion. I mean, can you just imagine for a moment what you would do with $113 billion? Listen, I would take 10% of that, wouldn't you? I mean, think about it. What would you do with that money? And let's be honest, we've all sat around and we've thought about, like, man, what would I do if I had a billion dollars? You know what I'd do. I told you before, like from the time I was a little kid. When I was a little kid, man, I wanted a Lamborghini. I mean, I just knew God was going to give me a Lamborghini. God has never given me a Lamborghini, but i got to be honest with you. This week, it was Christmas, and i got to make an announcement. i got to share something with you in case you hear it somewhere. This week, I got a Lamborghini. I did. There's a family in our church that brought me a beautiful Lamborghini. It's a green. It's sitting at home right now. It's on my, on my shelf at home, a beautiful little green. I can't ride in it. 
I can't even get in it. But man, it's awesome. I got a Lamborghini. It took me 53 years and I got it, right? I mean, you think about it. What would you do with that kind of money? Well, here's the thing that I want you to understand and recognize. You would think of somebody like a Bill Gates who has $113 billion that he has unlimited resources. And the answer to that, that is not true. Because here's the deal. If for some reason everybody in America ran out of money except for Jeff Bezos and Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and they had to pay the bills for our government, guess what? They would run out of money in just a few days because our government spends so much money. They don't even have unlimited resources. But our God, He has unlimited resources. There is no end to what our God can do. There is no end to the power that our God possesses. There is no end to what our God has the ability to do. Listen, in our lives. And so the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3, I pray that God in His unlimited resources and the amazing, glorious resources that He has at His disposal, in His hand, I pray that He will fill you up, empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. That's pretty cool to think, that, that God spoke those words. Now you say, wait a minute, but that's Paul writing about what his prayer is. But don't forget, God's Word is inspired. It was breathed out by God. And so what God is really saying here is that God's desire is that through His glorious unlimited resources is to empower us with inner strength through the very Spirit of God. And so what that tells me is this, and don't miss this, that there is nothing that God will hold back from you as it relates to His perfect will and His way in your life. Think about that. There is nothing that God will hold back from you when it has to do with His will and His way. Now, that's an important distinction because there are preachers out there that will actually say, yeah, there's nothing that God will hold back from you, that our God has everything and He will do it and He will give it to you, and they use it to pervert the message of God's Word. Remember a minute ago when I said that I wanted a Lamborghini? God will never give me a Lamborghini because it does not fit into God's will and God's way for my life. But when it has to do with God's will and God's way for my life, guess what God will not do? He will not hold anything back to make sure that I have everything needed to fulfill the calling of God on my life. And listen, if that's true for me, it's true for you. It's true for every person that has ever, ever breathed on the face of the earth. Our God is able, He's capable, He's willing, and He will do for you everything that is needed to make sure that you can accomplish all that God wants you to accomplish. Is that good news? Clap your hands, people. This is not the early service. This is 11 o'clock. That is good news that our God can do that. God will never call us to defeat or failure. Think about that. The next time you feel like, I, you know, I've blown it, I'm not doing well, I've failed, I'm falling apart, I've got no hope, I've got nowhere to go, God will never call us to defeat or failure. In other words, if God will never call us to defeat or failure, what does that tell us? God will always call us to success. Now, it's not success in the, the, the realm of what the world says. It doesn't have anything to do with money or power or fame or status. It has everything to do with God's will and God's calling on your life. God will never call you to failure. God will never call you to defeat. And so the key is to make sure 
The key is to make sure that in our walk, that we're not walking our own direction, that we're walking His path, that we're walking the path that God has for us. You see, it's willing to understand that a good path is not always God's path. There's a lot of good paths that you can take, but they're not always God's plan, God's path. So what do we do? Man, we got to make sure we dig into God's Word to find out what God's path, what God's will is for you, and find it, grab a hold of it, and run to it, and you cannot fail. There's no limit to the goodness and the greatness of God. That's the first understanding. Second understanding is this, is that our contentment is based on our connection. Our contentment is based on our connection. Now, that's important to recognize. Look what it says in verse 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and will keep you strong. Twice in this passage, in two verses, the word strength or strong is used. In other words, when we feel weak, when we feel like we can't do it, when we feel like we can't make it, God reminds us here that the glorious, unlimited resources of God and the strength and the power and the love of God, when we trust in Him, that we will dig down deep into God's love, and it tells us that we will be strong, that we will find contentment, that we will find joy. The world is always looking for happiness. The problem with looking for happiness is, guess what? Happiness never sticks around. Happiness comes and it goes. Happiness rises and falls. It comes in one door and it goes right out the other door. And We keep looking for happiness. We keep looking for something that can make us happy. Quit looking for happiness. Look for joy. Quit looking for happiness. Quit looking, looking for the, the, the quick fix. Look for what God can give. Because when God gives joy, it can't be taken away. We look for meaning in so many different things. We look for our status based on who we are and what we've done. Man, we take selfies of ourselves. We we post all this stuff. We talk about the things that we've done. We do everything that we possibly can to make the world think that we're better than we really think that we are ourselves. Stop looking for meaning in the things of this world and recognize that when we root ourselves down deep into God's love, that He will make us strong, confident, content. Our contentment is found in our connection to God. And this is only possible when we are truly digging into who He is and what He's done. Making sure that we recognize the power of God, recognize the presence of God, that God doesn't want us to look at Him as something that we, we talk about on Sundays, that He's just some figure that's sitting up on a shelf somewhere that we go to worship every once in a while. God doesn't want us to think of Him as some some faraway being that we can never attain, never be good enough, never uh, bring value in our lives to the point that we can actually be in His presence. No, what we must recognize is this, is that our God has given us the opportunity to run boldly to the throne of grace anytime, anywhere, in any situation, no matter how broken, no matter how much we hurt, no matter how many tears are rolling down our cheeks, our God wants us in His presence. And when we believe that, when we know that, when we are rooting ourselves in that love that God has for us, man, He's going to make us strong. And let's be honest, in 2020, like in the days to come, like today, don't we want to be strong? Don't we want inner strength? Don't we want to feel content, confident in what God has called us to do? Hit the good news, you can. The third understanding we've got to have 
is that God wants us to trust him that much. Look what it says in verse 18. It says, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. God wants us to understand that his covering goes far beyond our human understanding. When you think about how much God loves you, you cannot think of God's love in the context of our world's view of love. You can't do that. Because when you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it tells us that God's love never fails. It never falters. It never walks away. It never runs when things get tough. It never turns its back on us when it sees something better down the road. That God's love is never something that, that is conditional on how we act. That God's love is never conditional in, in how good we're being or whether we're, we're reciprocating and, and showing our love towards Him. God's love cannot fail. It will not run. It will not disappear. And so God wants us to trust Him so much that we recognize and believe that no matter how bad today is, no matter how tough it might seem, our God is a constant in our life that He will never turn His back on us. And man, we need that. Oh, we need that. Because in our, li in our lives today, in our culture today, in our world today, man, we constantly have people turn their backs on us, don't we? I mean, it happens all the time. But God says, no, 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 you trust me because I'll never walk away. You've got to understand how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. It's deeper than the deepest ocean. It's higher than you could ever see in the sky above. If you could go to the furthest galaxy, that doesn't even begin to touch how big God's love is for us. We've got to trust him that much. The fourth understanding is that when we do that, we'll be complete. Look what it says in verse 19. May you experience the love of Christ that is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Our completeness in life does not come from outward influence. It comes from God. In our world today, people are constantly believing that our value is based on what others think, that our value is based on what we have, that our value is based on how many likes we get and how many followers we have. That our value is based on what people believe about us and, and, and whether we know someone or whether we have a lot of money or we drive a really nice car or whether we live in a really big house or whether we have the opportunity of putting our arms around famous people and say, look, he's my buddy. No, no, no. That stuff is not where we find value. Value is found when we are so close and so connected to God that all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God is ours, not because of who we are, but because of who He is. And because that is where we're running to every single day of recognizing that God wants us to be full, that it's not about money, it's about relationships. It's not about power. It's about who we are in relationship to Him and in relationship to the people around us of what we do and how we serve and how we give and how we live our lives running after God. Those, those are the things that are important. Those are the things that really matter. 
And so stop believing the lies of the world. And I'm going to add one other statement. The lies of Satan, because I believe Satan is at the root of every single bit of it. Your value is not based on what the world says. Your value is based on what God has already said you are. And God has said this, that he's not willing that any should perish. God said that he so loved the world. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us here today. You know, at Thomas Road Baptist Church, since our very beginning, back in 1956, we've been about one thing and one thing only, and that is to bring the message of hope that comes through Jesus Christ to the world. And today, my friends, we recognize we live in a world that's messed up. We live in a world that's full of division and conflict and pain and sorrow. But Jesus came to this world not to bring division and sorrow, but to bring joy, to bring peace to bring hope. And today, that's the message that we want to share with you. And if you're watching this and you've never had the opportunity of of connecting with him at that level, of understanding what it is that Jesus came to do, then I encourage you and I want to let you know the greatest news you'll ever hear. And that's this, God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. In fact, he gave his only son, Jesus, to come to this earth to die on the cross, to pay for your sins and for my sins, to do for us what we never could do for ourselves. What an amazing gift that really is. God loves you. Christ died for you. But three days later, he rose again. And when he came out of that grave, he gives us victory over sin, over Satan, over the grave. He gives us the hope for eternity. But according to God's word, it's very clear. What we must do is believe. We must believe that Jesus is the son of God. We must believe that he died and that he rose again. And if we do that, according to Romans 10, 13, anyone, that means you, it means me, it means every person that has ever lived, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so I encourage you today to recognize that hope that comes through Jesus. And if you've never trusted him as your Lord and Savior, do so today, believing that he is who he said he is, that he did what he said that he did, calling on his name, and it'll change everything. That is the message that we share. It's a message that we want to take to the entire world. And today I would encourage you to connect with us, maybe even financially through a gift that you can help us to take this message around the world. I encourage you today to stand with us as we stand with truth, as we stand with hope to let the world know God loves.